everyone to a very special Sunday edition of the Best Bets Show, presented by our fine sponsor at Bet Rivers, all made possible by the Field of 68. I'm Matthew Cox. The other guy is Kai. The other other guy is Jim. It's Championship Sunday. Um, I know it's not the official title of today's slate, but I am hosting, and thus I hijack the outline, and we will be talking almost exclusively about championship games today, Kai and Jim. Uh, I did weasel in the Houston Memphis and Iowa Illinois game just to appease uh, the common, the, the masses, I guess. But uh, we will get nitty gritty with some of these championship games. Big slate of games yesterday, Jimbo. You were live for some action late night out there in the desert. What'd you learn? Uh, I learned that San Francisco has probably punched their first NCAA tournament ticket since 1998. Wow, incredible! A, a very hype atmosphere there. Uh, Jamari Bouye had a dunk with like one second left on the clock that was not terribly well received by BYU, but uh, it was a very emphatic exclamation point on a phenomenal performance, to be quite honest. They never trailed in the second half, controlled that game. Uh, I think they're a worthy at-large team, and it's going to be fun to see them in the field. Jim, I love it. Congratulations. And congratulations, Murray State. Yes. Punching that first bid. Love it. Love that we got the racers. We knew we were getting the racers no matter what, but I'm glad to put the exclamation point winning the conference tournament. Didn't steal a bid for anybody else out there. That's great news for those bubble teams. Murray State might get as high as a six seed, guys. They're going to be a dangerous team in the tournament, Matthew. And I just want to say congrats to UNC for their official inclusion in the installed tournament. Um, Coach K was so kind to throw away his last game at home at Cameron and help out the up-and-coming Hubert Davis in his quest to rebuild UNC. So kind of a fun little storyline in there. What a a generous Duke fan you are. I know. Yep, yep. All right, let's get into the action here. We're going to Arch Madness to start us off, Mr. McKeon. And I know as a fellow St. Louis brethren, this one is near and dear to your heart. Yes. Drake Loyola. Showdown, a rematch of last year's NBC title game. Man, these two teams are playing excellent ball right now. I was a little worried about Drake without DJ Wilkins. Um, they slipped by Missouri State in overtime yesterday. Now in the quick turnaround to face a Loyola team looks like a juggernaut. What are you looking at here? Uh, well, Drake is super hard to beat. Like I, I, I would not want to play Drake if I'm a different team in a tournament setting. Um, we, we've seen them have great success in this tournament in recent years. But I think this is Loyola's game. They're on a mission to close this out. Uh, if they lose, they still have a good chance to get into the tournament, but it's kind of dicey. If they win, there's no doubt. And man, they have looked good against Bradley, against you and I. Marquise Kennedy back in the fold has been huge for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake, Drake is certainly firing on all cylinders, Jim. Even without DJ Wilkins, they they beat Missouri State. They are five and two ATS the last seven games. They did sweep Loyola in the regular season. They shot 59 free throws combined in those two games against the Ramblers. Hey, Loyola, maybe stop fouling Drake in this game here. Um, pretty evenly matched talent wise. I, I will take the superior defense though, in this game, that's Loyola and the team that's fully locked in. I think it's a Ramblers game. Yeah. This is such a defensive event. It's a tough gym to shoot in their tip Valley unders are typically a, a decent bet. Uh, of course they're shaded down that because everybody kind of knows that at this point, yep. which is a bummer. Uh, but Drake off of overtime makes me a little nervous because they don't have Wilkins. Their depth is really limited. They're not playing Brody a ton. And they probably won't play him a ton against Loyola because that's not a team that pounds it inside and they don't require that kind of size. So I'm leaning Loyola too. I don't like the number. I did not expect it to too be high. where it is. Yeah, yeah, a little too high for me to lay it. Uh, but I, I think Loyola wins. So I don't want to take only plus five with a dog that I don't think is going to win. So mm-hmm. staying away from, from me here, Matt. I do. Best bet, Drake, plus five. I just think the reason the guys get it done today, I know it's a tough spot coming off the OT game yesterday and 
But precedents of Longwood and Citadel yesterday, both coming off OT games the, get, the day prior, um, covered the second half emphatically, made deep, deep runs um, in, in tough spots there. So I'm not as worried about that angle, even though I believe the data says that there is a like a like a point or point and a half edge to teams coming off teams catching a team coming off an overtime game on a back to back. I just like the coaching matchup there too. Um, I don't think the 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 smarts and the intelligence of Loyola will will thwart the, the the Bulldogs. I think what we saw in the regular season plays out again a third time. I'm not on this Drake team. I think it's just too too much for what feels more like a pick 'em type game to me. So I think starting Longwood as part of that is a little sketchy to me. They were up like one with two minutes left and barely got outside the number. I that's say true. Like, that's true. I know. But the second half was when they really put their surge on after being that one. They're on 17 yeah, points. My goodness. Yeah, they got down nice. right away. So it was impressive. Hey, I think Valentine's a good coach. I, I, DeVries. No, I'm not, there's no I'll coaching edge, DeVries above there, but yeah, I mean, Valentine's. I just think that's coach. a, that's a, uh, that's a wash. So it feels like a pick game. That's all I'm going to say. Enough. Loyal's got uh, more time to prepare the extra three hours, man. The extra three hours, I know. They, I, <laughs> Valentine was in the uh, the film room immediately following that win. So yeah, yeah that could be a, could be a factor, you're right, Jim. All right, Big South title game number two on the outline: Winthrop, Rock the Hill taking on Longwood, who has dodged two bullets, Kai, to get to where they are. But Griff Aldrich and the boys have done it all season. It feels like a team of destiny. I'm not sure if I'm going to go as far as to call them like a UNC Wilmington or a Providence team of destiny. I, I will, and I'll tell you why in a second. Jim, go. Let's go right to Jim. No, Sorry, no. Kai, you've been skipped. Oh, I don't want to hog the ball. I just want Take to say it. that Longwood is 10-0 and in games decided by six or less or overtime against Big wow. South opponents. 10-0. and Like, they have won every close game. Honestly, you kind of saw why yesterday. Upstate. Got a little bit panicky when they got down a bucket and started firing threes. Longwood was really patient. Their experienced veteran backcourt mm-hmm. uh, just waited, worked it around, ended up getting some really, really quality shots. And, man, Kai, Wade Wilkins-Hill is a Dude. terrifying backcourt. Late All weight games. room backcourt. All weight room backcourt. That said, though, I think Longwood's better. Or Excuse me, I think Winthrop's better. Longwood's off the OT and the, the really yeah. stressful game yesterday, whereas Winthrop hasn't been challenged quite as much. Burns is a complete matchup nightmare in this one. And, and Longwood did win the regular season, Kai, but they shot the crap out of the ball. So yeah. I'm, I'm leaning Winthrop here. First of all, it's an awesome matchup. This tournament's been the funnest to watch um, this, this week. Big South tournament's been amazing. Uh, Longwood, yeah, they're dogs. They, they won the regular season. They beat Winthrop in their only meeting, but they're dogs. Uh, they, they beat them without D.A. Houston, one of their key guys. Both teams were fireballs in that matchup. 27 for 52 from deep combined both over 1.2 points per possession. I hope you get a game like that. That's fantastic. Um, Matt, you mentioned Longwood, super physical, super athletic, and most importantly, super strong. DJ Burns is fantastic for Winthrop, but he played 15 minutes in that first game. And Longwood has the strength to face him that they're not used to. Burns isn't used to being or facing guys that can go toe-to-toe with him in the strength department. I think Longwood has those guys, and I love the poise they showed against Upstate. I'm kind of in on this Longwood team. I, I want them to get their their first bid to the dance and their dogs. I think there's value on the number there. Can I push back a little on the size for Longwood? No, they're for huge. It. Not up front. They're not. They're they're big on the perimeter. I don't think they're big up front. Yeah, they start their sure. center rotation. Two, six seven big. guys. I, I don't, it's pretty big. Yeah, he's bulky. They're, he's strong. They're all strong. They're they're stout, Jim. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned for him. Burns got in foul trouble. That's why he played 15 that first game. I I, I think do that again. He does only play like 22 minutes a game normally anyways, but I think Hightower is the real matchup problem for Longwood. Fair. Yeah. Cause they do play yeah. like four out, like Grandland's yeah. not going to guard Hightower. That's an issue. Plus he's having a great tournament, Matthew. If you've seen Hightower. Yes, he is. Last couple he is. Of games. He's a, he's been a frustrating player. I think his whole career, I think he's prone to poor shot selection. 
Um, but man, he's a special talent, especially in that conference. Kai, I kind of agree with you, especially at the current price. Been bet up to Winthrop minus two and a half. Um, but I think Winthrop's like the quote unquote sharp bet. Just feels like it's the right side here. And I, I don't know. I'm not getting involved. I just want to highlight something on both this game and the Valley Championship. Both unders have been absolutely smacked with a titanium hammer. Uh, 147 this open. Now it's down to 139 in some shops. Uh, the Valley was 135. Now it's down to 131. So if you like over in either of those two matchups, now would be a great time to hop in. But there's I a reason I think under, the uh, this team's on the under. Unders with teams off overtime have been getting destroyed. Yesterday, Portland was off in overtime. That got bet down like five points, and it went over because Portland was still running with Santa Clara. So it's not an auto bet, but it seems yeah. like the market is certainly hitting them hard. Yeah, you can quickly pick up on what the market is looking at. I think that's pretty obvious there. All right, game number three. Um, boring, unfortunately. Kai, just another Big Ten run-of-the-mill showdown, Illinois hosting Iowa. Big 10 title implications on the line here. I think Illinois still has a chance to secure no. the number one. No, it's out. I thought they have a chance. It. It's nope. for sure locked up. Okay. Yep. Never mind. So in this, I mean, obviously, seating implications important here. A um, little bit of revenge on the minds of, uh, of Iowa after Illinois took them down in Iowa City. What's your angle on this cap? Yeah, uh, so Illinois locks the two seats they win. Um, they, okay. if they lose, it's a tiebreaker with Purdue. If Purdue swept them, I think they'd get the three seed. Um, not a huge difference. Same because all four team, all yeah. the top four get the double buys, right? That's all. I'm yeah. Um, Iowa has looked great lately, Matt. Five and zero straight up, four and one against the spread. The last five, eight and one straight up, six and three against the spread. Last nine. I mean, you can't argue they're playing very, very well. I think they're among the top, if not the top team right now in Kimpom in the Big Ten, or right behind Purdue, which is nuts. Uh, Illinois won at Carver Hawkeye all the way back in December. I'm not really thinking about that game because it happened so long ago and Illinois at home. The last three games kind of disappointing. They beat Northwestern by seven. They lost to Ohio state. They beat Penn state by five. Now I don't think they're going to take this one lightly. I think they're going to come out and play pretty hard and four point spread seems very low to me, Jim. I like Illinois here. It's mostly gut, um, and a slight number lean. Yeah, the number seems a little low to me, but it is kind of reflective, like you said, how great Iowa's been recently mm -hmm. and, and how high they've ascended in predictive rankings. Uh, it seems like Coburn's should be a matchup issue. Uh, Rebracha isn't quite the big dude capable of guarding him 1v1. And again, that's kind of like what I usually look at with Illinois games. If he can score one-on-one, -on -one, then you either let him eat or you have to double, and that opens up the shooters. Plummer has been a fireball of late. That's a problem. Uh, but man, Iowa has been super solid. The McCaffrey's are actually making shots for them. And Keegan Murray is playing like he, he's at least in the conversation again for national player of the year. His production has uh, been remarkable. Uh, so yeah, number leans, Illinois, I'd probably be who I would take like in, in a gun to head situation, Matthew, but I don't feel super strongly about it. Yeah, I don't either. I think the number is pretty sharp. Uh, it's open at three. It's up to minus four, basically implying the odds makers see these two teams as near equals. Um, I guess I do lean Illinois just from that perspective. Maybe I, I, I think Illinois is just a better team, but you're right. I just, the way Illinois played the last four games, man, I don't want to get in the way of that offense, the way they're ho-humming right now. I kind of like the over, but then I looked at that number again. It's like, man, 154 and a half is a big, big number. Yeah. Um, so Iowa, Iowa games, man. It's Iowa games, right? Exactly. And Illinois has no, um, they will not hesitate to get into a track meet if they find opportunities, especially when they get those transition shooters going. Um, Peter next in the chat, here. Peter in yep. the chat, call me out. Uh, he's right. 
but Wisconsin not losing to Nebraska. So yeah, that's on. my that's my um, oh the mayor the mayor's revenge. I don't know if I buy that. Completely. Fifteen point favorite. Yeah. Nebraska's been it playing be better, a, but it's they have been playing better. Wisconsin like on this run that they're on, unless they partied way too hard after winching, clinching yeah. a share of the title. Yeah. Maybe I'd probably get after it too. I think a share is good enough for me to go out and get, get rowdy with the boys. Uh, all right, Houston at Memphis here, Jim. Um, huge AAC showdown. Memphis still trying to feel better and better about where they stand in their tournament prognosis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it went over the Cougs would be a uh, a resounding statement in that regard. In terms of a handicap value perspective, the line opened minus two and a half. Houston, a short favorite. It stayed right around there. Uh, early tip today, I feel like a kind of an ugly game. I was leaning under myself, but no take on the side. Memphis has played them really well, like three straight times dating back to last year. They have given Houston a lot of problems, and it kind of makes sense. A team that talented with their physical ability finally kind of like gets up and, and can actually match what Houston has in terms of the barrage on the glass. And Memphis, I think, kind of knows like they need to bring the intensity there right on the cut line. This one would probably put them in even yeah. if they lose in the conference tournament. You sweep Houston, that's going to be a great thing to have at the top of your resume. Uh, Houston has nothing to play for. They're the one seed. It's clinched. It's done. Uh, I don't think that's going to change much about a Kelvin Sampson team, Kai, just because they always play yeah. with such crazy intensity. But it is, it's, it's sometimes if you don't have that desperation, it's tough to manufacture, even if you are as well coached as they are. Uh, I lean towards Memphis here, getting another big victory over the Cougars. Uh, plus two and a half is dicey, but it, it would be the Tigers for me. Uh, I, I lean Memphis oh, too. And I'd make this closer. Sorry. I'd yeah, make this under, it's been bet down though, Jim. Sorry, go ahead, Kai. I'd make this closer to pick. Um, I saw some three out there. I would have taken Memphis plus three. Um, if they win this game, they sweep Houston. I think they are in the dance if they win. They might be in no matter what right now. I mean, their resume is actually pretty solid. And like Jim said, Houston, they're the one seed that's locked up. You're right. I don't think Kelvin Sampson takes days off. Neither does his team. They're very well coached. But, I mean, Memphis is, is hungry right now. They won by 10 on the road in the first matchup. They kept Houston off the glass. They kept them off the foul line. They hit free throws themselves, Matt. Memphis was 18 for 19 from the free throw line in the first game, despite being a 68% shooting team on the season. That's nuts. I think the athleticism of Memphis is actually a very good combat to Houston's style. Yes. Um, it's kind of a like for like. You, you cannot out physical or overpower us. We are just as athletic as you, or more athletic than you. Um, so I think Tigers cover here plus two and a half. Yeah, it's that same um, that matchup edge that they have or Wichita, right? They've dominated the Shockers this year. I kind of like what Penny's, if he kind of, if he continues to find the, cream of the crop athletes. He's going to always have a matchup, um, a way to neutralize the Houston's and Wichita's of the world. So I think while X and O schematic matchups are not always relevant in handicapping, I think in this context, they are, they are very pertinent. Similar with the OVC, how Murray and Moorhead just own Belmont this season, just don't have the horses to stack up. Um, that's all we got for round one of the outline. Now it's time for round one of chat mom questions. Let's only, do it. only one best bet so far. So there's some lurking. There's some lurking later in the show. Uh, hey, Matt, the chat wants to know why your Hoosiers can't find good coaches like Kelvin Sampson. What, what's, what's wrong with that? Because uh, they make too many phone calls. And <laughs> I have no tolerance for unsolicited phone calls, Jim. Us and me and my fellow IU brethren. So I'm glad that he was fired for that that very just and rightful cause. That's why. Uh, FYI to the That's chat, why. after this first break, we have the two SOCON games and the two Sunbelt games. So those are both coming. Uh, Kai, let's start with a quarterfinal in the CAA from Kayvon, Delaware and Drexel. This line has flipped to Delaware being a favorite yep. and doggone it, Kai. I agree with it. I think the blue hens should be a favorite here on a neutral. Yep. I like Delaware. What do you think? To- totally agree. I know Drexel's a defending champ here, but that was kind of a fluky run. Uh, I, Delaware's 
much more talented, in my opinion, outside of Cameron Winter. They have a great starting five. I think that plays well in the conference setting. I like him minus one. Dylan yeah, Painter, not, help, not healthy. That's my concern. He's healthier, uh, and he's had a little time off. He'll so, play. Yeah, he's, he's, he actually got in the starting lineup, played 24 minutes last game. Uh, and they've had six days off, Matt. So that's that's Yeah, that's huge. Him. That's a good point. Um, uh, Matt staying in that same league, though, from Monte. Elon and UNC Wilmington, he thinks it's a little short. Uh, that's definitely, I think, reflective of like the standings and where UNC Wilmington finished relative to Elon for it to only be three and a half or so. You trust the Seahawks who've kind of been on their own magic carpet ride this year. Yeah, I lean that way. I don't think the line's too short, though. Um, I mean, again, Wilmington wasn't like a dominant team per the analytics. So you put these two teams on a neutral, I think four points isn't terribly um, off the rails. I think I'd have it closer to five, but it's not enough for me to bet it, Jim. If you're buying into the game, the team of destiny thing, Wilmington's probably the right play. Just keep riding that angle. Yeah, they just play so many close games. Like laying over a possession is tough. Um, I, I would lean towards yeah, Wilmington, but I don't true. feel like mega strong about it there. Kai, in the Patriot League, Boston U plus three headed to Navy. Lante also like the dog here. Super veteran Boston U team. Navy shot yep. the ball really well in both games they played. Certainly helped them get the sweep. Uh, I'm kind of leaning his way, Boston U as a dog. What do you think? I lean Boston U as well. Um, they they are a hard team to trust, and Navy is a team that you hate to fade because they somehow figure out ways to win. But I don't think they should be a, a three point favorite here. Is this at Navy? I think it is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Navy. this is a true so, true home game. All right, so there's your there's your spread. So that makes more sense. <clears throat> I, I do lean towards Boston. I don't know if Greg Summers is still out of the lineup for Navy. I mean, that he's, should be he's back. He's back. Still in Boston, very experienced team, Jim, as you mentioned. Yep. Matone should be a beast inside, although Navy zones, so it's tough to just feed him constantly, but like that. All right, Matt, back to the CAA. Probably should have just stuck to it. Come on, Jim, organize your question. You're fine. You're fine. (laughs) Uh, From Harry, Hofstra and Charleston. Uh, This one also a low spread for a 3-6 game. Hofstra won two tight games with them this season, both very high scoring, unsurprisingly. Johnny Meeks is back for Charleston. Do you think the Cougars can pull the upset? Pat Kelsey, a good conference tournament yeah, coach. Right. I think that just given Kelsey's dominant track record in the Big South tournament, I think he could have a very shrewd game plan cooked up here. But these two teams know each other well. Again, they just played, Jim, as you mentioned, the last game regular season. Charleston lost to Hofstra at Hofstra. Could be a good flip-flop angle here in favor of the Cougars, but I think the line's a little too short. I still think the pride are really good. They're not Towson good, but still really good and worthy of maybe a little more of a um, an expensive price here. Yeah. Uh, okay. A couple more Kai South Florida at temple. Ken Ray's wondering if we give temple some love today, uh, man, they've been really, really good. The, these two teams jump out as under squads to me, but it is of course a low total. How do you feel about this one? Spread is eight Jim. I thought it was a little bit too low. South Florida has been getting a little bit too much respect by odds makers. In my opinion, on these opening lines, I lean towards the Owls. Okay, fair. Yeah, like I said, under. I just, yeah, South Florida, I think, is bad, bad, especially on the road. Uh, Matthew, in the Patriot League, the uh, another the other semifinal, Lehigh catching 13 and a half at Colgate. Uh, wondering if this is a little too high. Stephen Wentz was asking, do you think it is too high? Um, mm, certainly feels that way, but I'm not, not, not going to touch it here. I think teams like Vermont and Colgate, as they get deeper into these conference tournaments, there's just no reason to let off the gas because they're a game or two away from getting to that final hurdle. Um, so from a motivational angle, I don't like fading teams that are just categorically better. And I think Colgate is, they've, they've proven that the last month of the year, didn't lose it all February. I don't think. 
All right, Kai, last one before we go back to the outline from PK. Rutgers and Penn State, does home Rutgers take care of business? Obviously, road Penn State hasn't been that good. Uh, I will input here that I continue to like Penn State unders. They've been terrific controlling the mm-hmm. tempo. Rutgers are certainly not going to try to speed it up like crazy. Um, so despite the low total, I, I like the under there. What do you think of the side? I lean towards Rutgers. They're still fighting for a spot in the tournament. Uh, I know one of these teams, bracketologists on fielding the 68, had them in. Uh, if they get their metrics higher, they, they're definitely a, a, a good bid for the tournament. So I, I think Rutgers minus five and a half is the way I would prefer, Jim. V- very real incentive to win by 20. Yes. Like that would be very massive real. for them. Uh, all right, Matt, let's go back to the outline of the SOCOM and the Sunbelt. Now we'll continue uh, assembling questions. Yeah, hey, we got crucified properly. So for not including Michigan and Ohio state in the outline, sorry, folks, it's not in the outline, but we're going to get it right now. So we're going to shoehorn it in real quick. Sorry, producers just stick with us here. Quick takes on the uh, Ohio state, Michigan showdown rematch Jimbo early tip today, Ohio state laying four total been bet down to one forty one. key injuries on the Buckeye side. I have no take though. Yeah. I don't trust Ohio state a lot right now. Michigan's been like total zigzag. I think their last nine games, they've gone win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Um, so kind of leaning their way, but, um, you know, Dickinson should eat inside Zed key, Kyle young. We don't know exactly what their status is going to be. Young is out. Key is dicey. I think chat mom. Help uh, yeah, yeah. Young's illness. And then keys, the ankle. Uh, I can't imagine he's hundred percent. If he plays Dickinson should be uh, a beast inside. So I guess I lean towards Michigan a little bit here, uh, but it's not crazy strong. Kai. Yep. I lean Michigan as well. I think Kyle young is super important. I, I put him. Very highly. Agreed. I know Ohio State's pecking order. He's worth a couple points. I, I think Michigan plus four is the side. I like Michigan too. Um, that's all I got. Let's keep up. All right, back to the outline here. It's conference tournaments. Let's talk about games that actually matter. Not that that one doesn't matter, of course, but uh, this one matters a lot. Wofford, Chattanooga will get to Sanford Firm in the other semifinal in the SoCon. Jim, the mocks are cruising. I was a little bit frustrated yesterday. They didn't have the same juice in the second half. We saw in the first half, they had Citadel buried early and kind of let their foot off the gas late, missed some free throws, played with their food, as Kai likes to say. I do. Now they open as a short favorite, a better spot to back a team without any sort of risk of you know, letting your foot off the gas and a, a bigger spread here. I think they match well with Wofford. I think they smack the Terriers. It's my best bet. Nuga, minus two, my second best bet of the day. There he is, coming in hot. I love it. Yeah, Chattanooga just shot the ball terribly yesterday. That was kind of like the, the thing that undid them. I think the final margin was maybe a little deceiving too, because of the final minute there, there's a lot of foul game played and Nuga didn't close the way they should have. Uh, I think they're better too. I, I think uh, D'Souza can uh, dominate inside and Kai, their, their guards are big and strong and powerful and Wofford's yes. are not. So yes. I am, I'm, yeah. I'm with Matt there. I like Nuga. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it was a weird line. I thought at the opener it was minus one. It was a basket pick. Yeah. Very, very short. Uh, you can handle them easily. Both games they played this season, they held Wofford in check, 0.97 points per possession both games. And that's because their perimeter gym is so athletic. They're so big. They run shooters off the line. If they don't, they're closing out hard. Wofford relies on jump shots to score or play through the post in BJ Mack. And Nuga has plenty of post players yeah. to throw at him. Aini, Diggs, D'Souza. I think it's a really tough matchup for Wofford. And they're off that scared of VMI, a game they maybe should have lost. I think it was Chattanooga's game. Hi, excellent breakdown. That's that's yes. in a nutshell right there, folks. Um, Indususa was in foul trouble yesterday. It's kind of frustrating if you're a, a Nuga backer. I got to think that maybe the whistle is more kind to him today. They will need his presence up front, even though they have a stable of bigs right behind him. 
All right, Jim, going to you here for the other semifinal tilt in the SoCon. Furman, Samford, um, unlike the Wofford New game, not a ton of burly bigs in this one. More of a guard wing type of game on both ends. A lot of mismatches, hybrid forwards that can do a, a, a myriad of different things. Mr. Bob Ritchie chasing the old monkey off his back. Can he finally get over the hump here, clinch that spot in the title game, potentially get one step closer to the elusive auto bid? Yeah, I mean, Furman should win. They're nine-point favorites, very reflected in that. But that feels a little high to me. Samford's been awesome down the stretch. They've also been pretty good against top-shelf competition. You go back to non-con, some of the games they played. Yeah. Uh, even the, the Dons we talked about on the show, they were down like 10 to them with two minutes left or four minutes yep. left and then got uh, forked, unfortunately, for yours truly backing Sanford there. But uh, they're, they're just really talented. They got a Florida transfer point guard that has been a complete maestro for them. I don't think Furman has like the, the ball screen coverage to, to shut him down. I actually thought UNCG was the team that could could combat him, and he had a great game yesterday, Glover that is. Um, so I'm kind of leaning Samford against the spread here, Kai. Just felt a little bit too high. Uh, maybe Furman just goes supernova and, and finally barnstorms their way to the title game, but I don't see that happening. I'm, I'm a more a Bulldogs lean here. Yeah, I'm rooting for Bob Ritchie, man, to get his first SoCon finals appearance. Great coach, great person, friend of the podcast. Uh, these teams split during the season series. Uh, Sanford has beaten every team in the league, but Furman won by 32 in the first game. I mean, they pounded them. Sanford won by eight in the second one. Furman's clearly better. They're a nine-point favorite. Uh, if they hit a normal amount of shots this game, they don't go cold. I think they win. Um, defensively, they're pretty dang good too, Matt. They, they can battle the rim attack, the transition nature of Sanford. But I, I do think eight and a half is a touch high in a tournament setting here, semifinal, SoCon. That's a lot to lay even if it's Furman, even if it is the better, the better team. Hope the thir- hope Furman wins, Matt. Don't think they cover eight and a half. Yeah, Sanford's legit, man. I respect this team a lot. Um, I actually like the under more than I like the side, but uh, the unders, the value is pretty much evaporated there. So no endorsement on that. I will probably give a slight endorsement to Sanford on the side at, minus, at plus nine. You guys hit it. They have big-time talent. Case Glover, Florida, Cooper Capes, Loyola, Jermaine Marshall, Akron. Um, and then the other kind of the dudes that McMillan has kept around are still really solid too. And they have a ton of depth and they're, are, you can argue they're undervalued because they have a lot of dudes that were injured throughout different ports of the, the portion of the regular season. So trending up at the right time. I think they're a team that could be a live dog with the, the high variance in the way they play today, but uh, hope Furman pulls it out. I hope they pull it up. Uh, all right. We're going to Sunbelt fun belt. We got two more on the outline before we get back to chat about round two. Kai, my raging Cajuns yes. are dancing through this field right now. They got to win two more to get the uh, the auto bid. They take on Troy today. Scott Cross, arguably the most respected coach in this conference for my money, just given what he's done. Um, just look at that roster. There's not a lot of talent. And look at their other four seed. I like the Cajuns today. I know their turnovers have been an issue, but they seem to have found a good steady point guard in Jalen Thomas that I trust, subtly trust. Yeah, I'm, trust. I'm, upset, I'm upset with myself for not picking the Cajuns outright yesterday against Texas Tech. They're a good team. Even without Kobe Julian, they're deep. They have two dominant big men. Uh, Troy survived Little Rock. They are very well coached in that. They have some really good guards. Louisiana won this first matchup by 10 without Jordan Brown. Kobe Julian did have 17 in that game, so maybe his absence does matter. Troy can bat on the glass, but Brown and Akuba have huge advantages inside here. Hopefully Louisiana takes care of the ball and doesn't go stupid down the stretch like we've seen them do both games in this tournament so far, even last game, they, they kind of yeah. let uh, Texas state creep back in. The question is, Jim, will Troy just go supernova from deep and make this all moot? 
I hope not. I think Louisiana's better. I think they deserve to be in the championship game here. So I'm riding Cajuns. Yeah, Cajuns were a team I liked in this league coming into the season, and it just took them some time to get it going. Uh, they've been, like you said, excellent in this tournament, kind of led wire to wire in both of their uh, both of their wins, although the UTA game got a little bit dicey. Um, yeah, I'm leaning their way too. Uh, I, I think they have more talent. You look at some of the down transfer guys they have on the roster, Jordan Brown from Arizona, Greg Williams from St. John's. It's a really strong roster, and there, there's some – inklings hints maybe that marlin is coaching for his job here uh, so that ah, kind of adds to the desperation uh, but yeah i like the cajuns I, I, i'm a little concerned about how, how well coach troy is and the fact that they will probably press cajuns because i think it's like i t- I, I tweeted this yesterday if you're not pressing them it's like malpractice because they will hand you the ball uh, but they will do that uh, so leaning towards ull and matt we saw a team win four games in four days in this tournament last year it is doable so leaning towards mm-hmm. louisiana yeah, a big area that Louisiana turns ball over a lot to, which is like it adds another layer of frustration on top of the already baseline layer of frustration. Their bigs like come out to the perimeter and they initiate like a lot of handoff and kind of ball reversal stuff. And Jordan Brown and Theo Gubar are so sloppy, Joe, with the ball. Um, and now Brown was dominant yesterday. But yeah, Jim, if you're not pressuring them on the perimeter, both full court and half court, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, I think Cross will engage some of that today. It's the only reason why I'm not adding this as a best bet. I still think it's too cheap at minus one. Uh, minus one and a half, but uh, again, the little bit, of, little bit of matchup concerns with the turnover warts potentially reemerging against the Trojans. All right, last game on the outline here: um, Appalachian State, Appetizer State, as we call them so lovingly, playing Georgia State. And we've been endorsing Georgia State unders for uh, a, you know the last few weeks. The, the DNA, the mantra of this team has been size and physicality up front, while their shot makers are erratic. Now, Appalachian State has some shot makers as well, and we know they have a history of making deep runs through this field. Um, we like Dustin Kearns. A lot to unpack here. What's your thoughts? Yeah, Georgia State survived that scare against Arkansas State. They nearly blew a 10-point lead in, in the second half. That would have been a disaster. They have too much talent to be 9-5 and five in the Sun Belt. They had a very strange start to, to, to conference play. For my money, they're still the best team in this conference. Their guard trio is insanely talented, unmatched in this league. But App State's dangerous. They're poised. They're old. They're number three in continuity in the country. So almost everyone on this team was on the Sunbelt tournament team, the, the, the big dance team last year. They split the season series here. I think Georgia State has an edge inside. Their funky pressure defense, maybe not as big of a factor considering how well App State handles the ball. Um, but I, I think Georgia State gets this one done, gets to the final, uh, and gets the cover here, Jim, too. Uh-oh. Jim struggling with the internet or he's muted. Jim register, Jim, Jim, mayday, mayday. We will get Jim back on. I think he's muted or his internet's not quite working here. Um, it's time for chat mob round two. And it's unfortunate Kyle, because he is our, our czar here. Should we yeah. just pick a few games in the, uh, in the forum that have been coming in late and, or we can look at the slate. I could pick a few. How do you want to do this? You know, let's just I, be off the cuff, off the dome on the fly type dudes. I've been looking at the chat here uh, periodically, yeah. Matt. One game of discussion is the Vermont NGIT game in the American East. Do an, I? Enor- an enormous spread, 23 points. Do it's, I? A conference, it's a conference tournament game. I don't think you can lay 23. I agree. I'm with you on that one. Um, I think I'm back. All- Jim's back, back, baby. Thank God. Yeah, I oh don't know God. what happened there. Freaking, what's, freaking what's your Georgia out. State take? Under best bet, one of my best bets. The chat asked about it. I'm Tough so sorry. It was, it was late giving it to you here, but 
yeah, I think Georgia State unders are great bets right now. App State wants to play slowly, thin rotation. Uh, there's, there's some shot making on App State that makes me nervous uh, and a slight coaching edge for Mr. Kearns there over Rob Lanier. But uh, I like the under. I think that is a good bet. Where, where's, where's my number at? Uh, I believe it's 127 and a half. Let's make sure. Yep, 127 and a half. Lock it in under. Um, and you guys hit NJIT Vermont. So I'll knock that out of our chat mob questions. Um, the, a couple other chat mob questions were relevant to best bets. So we're going to save Towson and Northeastern. We're going to save South Dakota and UMKC. Matt, what do you think of a wild card play from Michael Buelna of Nebraska Moneyline? He says Wisconsin's got nothing to play for. They do. They have the one seed oh, I love to play it. for. Um, no, I agree. Think, I think, yeah, think I love that. Yeah, I think that's, a, again, high variance team playing better as of late. Uh, they don't take the best shots, but we know they have dudes who can get hot in a hurry. And just the way they're defending, especially as of late, I think they definitely can compete here. So, sure. And All right. All right, Kyle, how about another big time game uh, from Scott H. asking about Maryland at Michigan State. Hmm. I'll just say this one felt really low to me. And I think, you know, Michigan state can, they lay a bunch of eggs and then they sneak in a good performance. Like the, the home win over Purdue. This feels like the good performance, but I'm tired of playing whack-a-mole with this kind of pretty bad team. So I'm staying away. What do you think? Yeah. Kind of whack-a-mole in Maryland too. Um, I I'd probably just stay away, Jim. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. have an opinion on this game. Tough one to figure. Yeah. Uh, senior day, not a great, big angle there unless you're really into gay brown and joey hauser i, I don't know maryland with injury issues right isn't dante uh dante scott banged up there's one, one other guy that's in dicey so check uh matt from the paris homework. we got the summit we games do. today uh western yeah, we illinois did. oral roberts in the pentagon he's wondering if the shootout helps the dog he was thinking maybe six is a little high i kind of think Ace missing the boys take care of business, but mm-hmm. man, the, I agree. The total is up to like 167 in some place. Like it is sky high. It's because overs went 2 0 yesterday. The Pentagon is a cozy, cozy environment for shooters, Jim, a shooter's paradise. That back uh, short drop canvas is, is perfect. Um, and all season, it was just an over bonanza in that conference. I just think people are picking up on that. Yep. Uh, one of my best bets is an over. Kind of hinted at it already. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, last one, Kai, before we get two best bets from Harry. Albany at Hartford, definitely some player personnel issues here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll make sure people know Devondre Perry, the temple transfer returned for Albany. Harry, I know mm-hmm. that's near and dear to your heart, Mr. Mr. Owl himself. And then Hartford's had multiple guys out, Moses Flowers, Austin Williams. I would imagine they've been getting rested for the tournament, so we might see them out there, but maybe they're not 100%. I kind of lean towards Albany here, Kai. Uh, on the on the number, I suppose there's a bit of value on Albany, and they're a team that's been punching above its weight class all season. Oh, I think Hartford's much better. I, I lean Hartford. Yeah, and they the number is not great anymore. It's down to two and a half from four and a half. Yeah. Um, so the market is definitely on Albany, and yeah. I don't know. It's a little tougher. I disagree. To, to take two I'm with Hartford too. With Hartford too. Johnny Gallagher, baby, a little re uh, rerun of last year's magic in their final year in D1 before they go play with the D3 kitty in the D3 kitty. I, I that's a Interesting angle. Yeah, they're they're done Just one after this year. I don't mind uh, Hartford, but you need to check if Flowers and Williams are playing. Yeah, both yeah, of those very, guys. Are yes, out. no, thank you on Hartford because yeah, Hunter Marks is already out for the season. Uh, okay, let's go to best bets, fellas. Oh wait, Ryan Brown was asking about Minnesota. I'm not sure if either of you have a take on the Gophers. They're at Northwestern, getting seven and a half. I kind of like the Gophers. I don't think they've quit at all this year. Yeah, uh, but they did not cover at Maryland. I thought that was a decent spot for them. What do you think, Kai? I'd lean Gophers, Northwestern. Have they beaten, have they beaten anybody by 
more than eight points at home this year. Yeah, I agree with Kyle on that one. I know you got to check on Curry. I mean, it's just big. I know they, uh, was it Maryland that punished them inside without him? Um, uh, if I'm Curry's kind of, out, you can't bet Minnesota. Right. I don't know if he's out, he's banged up. I apologize. My injury due diligence on the big board has not been great with these regular season games. It's my fault. It's on me. Yeah, we're, it's a hand we're up. leaning hard into the tournament. But Matt, this is oh, the yeah. last day with regular season games. So it's going to be all tournament after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to best bets. Matt, recap your two, then I'll give my two, and Kai, we'll finish with you. Taking Drizzy Drake, Daring DeVries, and the boys. Arch Madness plus five. I think they compete all the way down to the wire and sneak inside a number. I do think Loyola ultimately wins that game, but five's too high. And then I also took, uh, I'm blanking. Who was my second best bet? It was a really good one, though. It's a really Drake. good pick. And uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Mox. Choo choo chugga chugga choo choo. I think it's two is too short against Wofford, team they match up well with, team they swept regular season. And um, I just think they're better, Kai. So pretty simple handicaps for me today. Yep. Uh, I am double totaled. I meant, mentioned the Georgia State under against App State 127 and a half. And then I'm also going over in the Missouri, Kansas City, and South Dakota game. Uh, the number right now sitting at 137 and a half. Matt, you talked about that th- that gym and how it's a great shooter's paradise. UMKC also playing faster this year. Kai, South Dakota, great executing offensively. Love a summit over. I think this number is too low. So yeah. it's fun. I haven't been betting a lot of overs in our best bets. It's nice to be actually rooting for points one time. Great angle, Jim. Uh, my bet is a little bit scary. Northeastern, plus 11 and a half. It's come down since the start of the show, unfortunately. Uh, it's just too many points in a conference game, in a conference tournament game. I know Northeastern has a pretty short rotation, but uh, Bill Cohen's been here before. He's had a lot of success in the Colonial. I think mean, keep it within double digits here. Um, give Towson a small game here. I think Towson wins. 11 and a half is too many points. Yeah, neutral site, no home court advantage. Right. A little concerned with them coming off OT, but Matt, you already mentioned some of the, the you know, a couple other teams that have covered off of OT. So. Well, our first Sunday show is in the books. We're coming first. to you every. Is that right? It's our first Sunday show. I think. I feel like we've done a, a yeah, Sunday a, show. No, we did one more. We, we we did yeah. one or two before. But hey, it's going to be every day. Our lovely mugs will be adorned on your screens from now until the, the end early, of the season. The early start in, in uh, during the weekdays. Yep. Uh, starting at ten Central, eleven Eastern. Is that right, guys? Yep. So starting, uh, tomorrow. starting tomorrow. So right around this time today, make sure you add that to your calendar or adjust your calendar accordingly. Uh, make sure you read throughout those meetings to later in the day to make sure you can get, you know, squeeze us in the morning. We'd appreciate that. And do like, and subscribe, by the way, you're watching right now. You're not doing anything else. Just hit the button, please. Um, hit the button. And that's all we have until tomorrow. We're back on our regular schedule. Well, I'm sorry, our earlier schedule, but back on our 